So hello everybody, welcome to this masterclass and it's called the 10 Habits of Self-Made Millionaires. So I want to share with you some of the processes that really work with this and things that work and some things that don't work. So I've got 10 things I want to share with you. Now, number one, one thing I noticed about a lot of people who are self-made millionaires, they tend to get educated. So they educate educate themselves a lot on, on how to actually do this stuff. So Let's say, for example, every single day we are like, for example, I read a lot of books. Um, When I'm going to the gym, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, And what I also do as well, I find that we're always searching for new pieces of content. Like you've got to learn new things every single day in order to get new results. And there's things that people know that people don't know. Like look at Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett has education in in, in things that that other people don't. So we've got to learn how to uh, make sure that we're getting educated. So getting educated is really, really important. So um, books, podcasts, seminars, I go to a lot of seminars. I also tend to spend a lot of time with people, you know, uh, in certain areas and certain niches. And I think sometimes most people actually don't do that. So we've got to find out, you know, what we're getting educated in. So that's number one. Number two is getting exercise, right? 30 minutes of exercise every single day. Um, I don't know about a lot of you listening right now here on Clubhouse, but I I spend a lot of time um, like exercising. I spend a lot of time um, like walking, for example. Walking is a good form of exercise. And here's what happens when when we we're getting exercise. We're always sort of um, you know getting these endorphins released. And and if you've tested this, try this. Right, try working out and then not working out. And then seeing how your day goes. And I find that every single time I work out, I, I get much better results. I'm just a lot more productive. And I don't know if any of you have ever experienced that yourself, but for me, that's definitely the case. So make sure that you are getting um, enough exercise every day. Even if it's just a walk, some people are like, well, John, I don't have time. Well, what you want to do is maybe do some things where, you know, you're kind of um, just making sure that like let's say you're doing calls, for example. Well, on that call, you might want to do a few walks. So that could really, really work as well. Um, now, the next thing is uh, number three of, of, of the third habit of self-made millionaires is building relationships, all right, building relationships. So the big thing about this is it's not who you know, but it's who knows you. And, you know, from time to time, we always come to that point where we go, oh, well, John, you know, I don't know this person. Like they say that your network equals your net worth. And it's true. You know, I remember when I first started in real estate, I didn't know anyone really. And then I started attending these networking events. And then I started meeting people. And then I started meeting contacts of people that knew somebody else. You know, one of the first properties that I bought, I bought for 85,000 and I sold it for 185,000. So if you think of it, it's, it's really um, a, a, a way to start um, just, just getting to know people. Like sometimes, like when I took my company public in 2019, for those of you that, that, that don't know, you know, I, it's because I met the right person at the right time. So it's really, really important that we understand how we are connecting with people. And you're thinking, well, John, where do I find these people? Well, on Clubhouse. We're all on Clubhouse right now, right? We're, we're all can connect with each other. All of you in the audience right now, you know, it's really simple for you to just connect with other people, right? You can click on the profiles. You can follow them on, 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 on um, Instagram. You can connect them to WhatsApp, whatever it is. So you find a lot of 
um, um, contacts that way. I found a lot of investors. I found a lot of people I've joint ventured with. I've actually, you know, <laughs> taken equity stake in some of the companies that I've actually met on Clubhouse, you know? So a, 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 a lot of the people I'm meeting on Clubhouse are people who, you know, joining our rooms. So that's one thing you could do. Just, you know, start your own room and see how that goes and, and just really educate. So I just think, you know, for a lot of us right now, you know, we may be in a position where, John, I'm not meeting anybody. Well, listen, you've got to find and just ask the right questions. For example, um, right now I'm building a, um, a database of all the people who I could joint venture with. And then I went out and I bought a URL called, you know, jv.live. And I say to people, look, if anyone wants to JV with me and do a joint venture, then go to jv.live. And so that's how I find people. Like, and people come to me and say, hey, John, I've got this. I would love to joint venture with you on this. And so that's a really simple way to do it. And I just think a lot of you, if you're not doing this already, you should really just ask the question. Just say to people, hey, you know, what are you interested in? How can I help serve and support you? So this is a great, a, a, a great strategy that we can also use as well. All right. And number five, by the way, if you just join, we're talking about the 10 habits of self-made millionaires. And I know a lot of millionaires and I know a few billionaires as well. And so these are some of the things that I see them do on a regular basis. And so these are some of the traits that maybe a lot of you do possess as well. And by the way, this is a masterclass format, as you can see. So we're going to go for about maybe 20 minutes, half an hour. Um, and I really want to kind of share some of these principles. So we've covered four already, sorry, three already. Number one, we've talked about getting educated. Number two, we've talked about doing exercise, getting that blood pumping, being in a good mood because your thoughts lead to your feelings, lead to your actions, lead to your results, which is real key. So that's why exercise is important. Number three is building relationships. It's not who you know, it's who knows you. Your network is your net worth. I'm sure a lot of you have heard that before. All right, number four, this is one I see a lot. And number four is you got to be obsessed, right? How many of you are obsessed every single day waking up and the only thing that's on your mind is achieving the thing that you've been set out to do? You see, some people, they, who was it? I think it was Eric Thomas who said, you know, the, the, the secret to success is wanting it as bad as you want to breathe. And unfortunately, people don't want it as, as bad as they want to breathe. They just kind of want it. They're just kind of like dabbling on the side. And I know a lot of you thinking this right now, you're probably thinking, well, John, I have no idea like how much I want this, but I just want it. And deep inside for all of you, you got to ask yourself this question is your why. What is your why? What are you doing? Why are you doing it? right? So obsession is like you are obsessed with everything, right? And if you find yourself being a control freak, then that's a good sign because like if you look at Steve Jobs, so Steve Jobs was obsessed with how things looked, you know, I don't know if any of you have seen the film, there's two films that have come out, but in one of them, I think it was the Aston Kutcher one, um, you know, as he was basically, uh, you know, creating these, um, you know, circuit boards, and, you know, he was putting them together and, and, and people were like, oh, well, you know, it doesn't matter if this circuit board's, you know, off or if this is not lined up properly. And, you know, when he said that, you know, when the engineer said that to, to, to Steve Jobs, well, Steve Jobs said, well, I will know. And so it's this perfection of perfectionism and being obsessed with how great the product's going to look. And one thing I learned from analyzing and reading, I don't know if any of you have read Steve Jobs' autobiography, but you definitely need to read it. And there's one thing they talk about in there is that the, the inside needs to match the outside. The inside needs to match the outside. That's why if you've ever walked into an Apple store and for some reason you don't know why, but you just want to buy that product or service, but you don't know why, right? But you just want to buy it. So 
This is why you got to be obsessed with what you do. And sometimes it's a little bit addictive, right? And 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 that leads to the next part, which I'll which I'll which I'll kind of go to in a second. But most people, if they're not, if you're not obsessed, if you if you if you're waking up every single day and you are not obsessed and you don't and you don't think about it every single day, right? Then there's going to be a very small chance that you will make it because it requires you to keep thinking and evolving and asking the right questions every single day. Like I'm always asking the question, how can I scale faster? How can I spend more money? How can I get more exposure? How can I spend more money on ads and get a faster return in a shorter space of time and a cheaper cost per lead? Who can I, and I'm, I'm constantly asking the question and you know what happens? Boom! That thing just comes into my mind. I go, aha, that's how I do it. Right. So you've got to be really careful. Like, yes, obsession could also be um, detrimental to some people, but you like, you've got to have a healthy, you know, uh, obsession with, with creating and, and, and achieving. All right. That's number four. Number five, right. So 10 habits of several millionaires. Number five is dream it. And then you will see it. There's a saying that says, whatever you can what is it? Conceive, you can achieve. Like whatever you can see in your mind, you can see elsewhere. If you can't see in here in your mind, you can't see over here. And I'm making a money sign with my hand, right? So you, you've got to be able to see it. Now, I can tell you that with, with all successful entrepreneurs, and this is certainly something I've seen, I've seen that a lot of people are always like, they, like sometimes they're always saying things and they say it to you and think, John, that makes no sense at all. But here's the thing. Look at Steve Jobs as visionaries. So this number five is dream it and, you'll sit and then you'll see it, right? It's like, when, and so here's the acid test. When you explain to somebody what you're doing and they look at you with a confused look and they're like, John, that makes no sense whatsoever. It means you're doing the, you're like, like you could be heading in the right direction. You know, Steve Jobs said it best. Um, you know, how do people know what they want if they've never even seen it? If they've never, ever seen it. So you've got to show it to them. You've got to tell people the problems, like, like, like a clubhouse, right? Who would have thought that we spend so much time on an audio app and people would think audio app is old school, right? But yet we're all doing it. And now you've seen, now you've seen the rise of the creator. Now you've seen the rise of the audio influencers, my good friend Rob Moore always talks about. So it's really important that every single time we are focusing on, um, seeing it and designing it, every part of that way. And by the way, a little quick um, uh, strategy for you as well. You want to get yourself into theta state, which is basically flow state. So I have a friend, his name's Jim Quick, and he has a lot of showers. And I said, bro, why do you have so many showers? He says, well, when I'm in the shower, that's when you get the best ideas. When you're in the plane, that's when you get the best ideas. When you're flying and you're 35,000 feet in the air and you've got no distraction, no internet to, to, to distract you, guess what? Your mind starts to flow. So by dreaming something and seeing it is the ability for you to achieve it. And my business partner says, says this to me all the time, John, like, show me the picture, draw it out for me. Let me see it. I can't see what you're trying to describe for me. So you know what happens as well? I used to be an animator. And you know what I used to do? Every time I used to do life drawing, I'd, I'd, I would have to connect my creative brain first. So I'd always draw and I'll keep drawing and drawing and drawing. And actually, you might want to start with that every day. Every day, get up in the morning, have a pad. I've got one of these, like there's a little black pad. And what I'll do is I'll just draw in it. And, I'll, and then the first thing that comes into my mind, I'll just draw it. And so it lets the mind flow. 
And every, it's almost like you want to get to the end, but there's all these things in the way. And every single day you're asking the question, it's breaking down that, that wall or that stumbling block to, you know, for you to get there. So number five, dream it and then set it. All right. Okay. Let's go to number six. Okay. We're talking about the 10 habits of self-made millionaires. This is a masterclass. This is a unusual format that I do, but a lot of you've requested this rather than my versus rooms or the Q and a room. So I thought I'd, you know, kind of give you a little masterclass on the 10 habits of self-made millionaires. Okay. Number six, all self-made millionaires have either a coach or a mentor. When I say all, I mean, I mean, a lot of the people that I know, right, they've, they've always got someone who's advising them in the company. They've always got somebody who's been there and done that. They always hire the best. They, they pay for the best people they can afford. And so this is a different mindset. Instead of hiring someone and say, well, this person's going to cost me five grand a month. It's like, it's not what it's going to cost. It's what is this person going to make me? And I think this is where a lot of people go wrong. So we must come with that mindset of, okay, who can teach us to do this? I have mentors in my life. I have, I've got a guy called Skip who teaches me about health and plant-based diets and getting energy and, you know, being, doing breath work, exercises, you know, having cold showers. Like, I, like he teaches me a lot of these things that I don't know about. He teaches me things like don't not stop drinking dead water. Do you know a lot of people that drink water, they drink from a water bottle. Do you know the problem with that is that water has been there for years. And you know what? Even worse, it's in plastic. And plastic has sun rays, which leak the plastic into the water that you're drinking. That's dead water, just like a lake. A lake, when it's still, what happens? A lake, when it's still, mold grows there, flies grow there, right? The water you're drinking is live water, right? And, live, and so as soon as I started to discover live water, I'm like, wow, this live water is like a stream and it flows like energy, like nature. And so as soon as I start drinking that stuff, bang, my energy increases. And that's what my coach, that's why you want to have a coach in lots of different areas, relationships, business, marketing, you know, growing, scaling companies, working with people who are better than you. My coach who I play um, badminton with, she's the Commonwealth medalist, right? She kicks my ass every single time because you want to play with people who are better than you. And this is the key that I want all of you to start thinking about. So number six is getting a mentor and a coach. Now, a lot of you ask me, John, can you be a mentor or coach? No, I don't, I don't do coaching or mentoring. I don't do one-on-one mentoring coaching. There are lots of other great coaches out there that you can find that can really help support you. But here's the three questions you've got to ask. Number one, when you are looking for a mentor and a coach, does this person have the results that I want? I would never go to somebody who's overweight and say, hey, teach me how to get a six pack, right? I would go to someone who looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like who looks chiseled. I say, hey, teach me how to get a six pack. That's number one. Number two, does this person's style of coaching and mentoring resonate with you? I.e., you have different types of coaches. You have people that just kick your ass and you have coaches that really understand you and who you are. You know, are you auditory? Are you visual? Are you kinesthetic? Do you learn by doing or seeing or making mistakes? Do you, do you need to be kicked in the butt in order to take action? So these are some of the things you want to think about when you are hiring a coach, all right? And, and the last one is was value-based. Do the values align with you and that coach and mentor, right? Because, you know, you're, a lot of your mentors are people who, you know, you, you, you love to learn from. A lot of your mentors are people who um, are more successful than you but, you, but their values don't align. So you also want to learn from people who are value-based I'm based on your values. If, you know, people love to, for me, it's all about heart-centered entrepreneurship. I love to work with people who like to make an impact, not just make money, 
but also make an impact. And so that is number six. Okay, number seven. Oh, this is a big one. Ready for this. By the way, if you're getting a lot of value from this, do me a favor. Um, I don't normally ask people to do this, but I really want a lot more people to learn. And I want these lessons to be super valuable. I want you to click that plus button and I want you to just you know, maybe invite two or three people into this room so we can all learn together. And, and the, really, the reason why I want that is because when you learn together, you can multiply the effort. And I think that's, that's, it's really, really important to be able to do that. All right. So number seven, not spending time with time wasters. Let me say that again, not spending time with time wasters. So <laughs> I used to do this a lot. Everyone, I, I, I like, I, I was before I was like a yes man. And I've said this in the past in the rooms that I've run, that I always try and say yes to things and figure out a way to do it. But I also understand that there are sometimes things that just waste time, right? So for example, people who are very wealthy, millionaires, they, they're able to leverage the time. They, they always seem to have more time than other people, even though they're really busy, right? So it's the multiplication of other people's time. So you've heard of OPM, other people's money. You've heard of OPT, other people's time. So how do you get good, good at timing? How do you get good at outsourcing? Well, there are lots of different sites you can use, right? And there's lots of things that you say no to that somebody else could do. And so you want to write this down. Write down everything you do every day, everything, everything. Like you wake up in the morning, you write down everything you're doing. Next to that, you want to say to yourself, who can do this? Do you have to do this or could somebody else do this, right? I'm telling you right now, if other people can do it, guess what's going to happen from there? You're going to save more time. So in other words, you're buying other people's time or you're leveraging other people's time. That's what millionaires are really good at. They're really good at using other people's time and other people's skills. And just as an aside, by the way, for a lot of you in the audience, um, I want you to think about every single time you think about making sales, right? On top of that and the side of that, you also need to be thinking about how do you create a talent funnel as well? Because the talent funnel, not a lot of people spend a lot of time building talent. Not a lot of people spend a lot of time nurturing talent. And that's where the downfall is for most businesses, right? So if you're not a millionaire yet, it's probably because you're not leveraging enough talent, skills, and other people's time. So you got to know when to say no, and you got to know when to leverage the time and not waste time, right? I'm telling you, a lot of you in the audience you know what I'm talking about when you sit in front of Netflix and you watch a whole show and you binge watch it. I've done it before. We've all done it before. And there's nothing wrong with that. We just got to know when to do it. So I sometimes say, okay, I'm not going to do that until I do this. So then it becomes a reward. And when, we, when something's rewarded, guess what happens? We tend to do more and we tend to do more consistently. And this is the key that I'm talking about right now. Okay. So number seven is not spending time with time wasters. Okay. Number eight, we're almost there. If you just joined, we're talking about the 10 habits of self-made millionaires. We've got to number eight. I will summarize and recap this um, towards the end of this as well. Number eight is getting up early. I don't know how many of you right now get up really, really early, but I tell you on a daily basis, I get up between 5.30 and 6 a.m. All right. And I go to bed around 11 and 12. So I'm not getting enough sleep. And obviously at weekends, I'll sleep a little bit longer. But what I find is this like this magic hour. My friend of mine, Robin Sharma, he wrote a book called The 5 a.m. Club. I highly recommend you all read that book um, because it talks about the hour of champions. When you're getting up really early in the morning, you have zero distraction. You are in different frequency. You wake up and you have a routine. This is the key. Success equals routines. What are you doing every single day? 
right? If, if you haven't, have you noticed that whenever you go on a holiday or whenever you have a trip somewhere, or let's say, for example, you know, your kids are on holiday or they've got like summer break or something like that. Have you noticed that your whole routine goes into whack, right? That's because you got to keep into routine. So it's the routine of what you're not doing is what's not getting you the results. So every day I get up and I make my shake and I go for a walk and I'm listening to things. And as I'm listening to things, I'm also thinking about who can do what and when. So in my three mile walk, I can send at least 20 or 30 WhatsApp messages, voicemails to people. The, the reason why I like voicemails is voicemails allows you to um, just think uh, fluidly and people can pick up the message quick. And also if you're walking, you can't type at the same time, it's a bit weird. But we, we could also do is use otter.ai, which can actually um, kind of solidify your thoughts into um, um, text. So you, could, so you could use that as well. So getting up early is really important because it sets the tone of the day. How many of you got up before and you're like, oh God, it's one of those days again. And you, and you know what happens? You start feeling all like, um, you know, like, like, you know, you, you wake up in the morning and then you hit your head or you hit your foot like I did the other day. And then you're like, you go downstairs, there's no milk, you make a coffee, and you're like, like, and everything just seems to be, you get in the car and there's no petrol. And then that was a queue. And then that was a jam. How many of you had some of those days before? I'm sure a lot of you have here in Clubhouse, right? You wake up and it's just not one of those days. So that's why setting the frequency in how you do things is really, really important. That start of the day, that first hour in your day, and by the way, do not, I repeat, do not pick up the phone and start replying to messages because you start getting into other people's agendas, right? So make sure you've got things that are urgent, things that are not urgent, things that are important, things that are not important. Categorize them into these four areas and then start with the ones that are the most urgent that you do and then you'll get more done, all right? That's number eight, getting up early and that's why millionaires get so much more done. In 2011, I got to spend some time with Richard Branson, right? And he's a billionaire. So if you look at some of the things that he does, he's, he's got a, a lot of these things I'm telling you right now, right? He's, he, he's educated, right? He builds, he's got great relationships, right? He's obsessed with, with creating something big, right? He's got lots of coaches and advisors around him. And, and he's, he, he's got a lot of people that, that he says yes, but he's got a lot of people that around him that say no. So these are things that you want to start thinking about that can really get you to the next level. All right, number nine. Ooh, this is a big one. Ready for this? Number nine, 10 habits of self-made millionaires. Number nine is multiple streams of income. You've got to have multiple streams of income. So what multiple streams of income should you have? Well, for example, you should have something in related to asset base or PIPB, right? Rich, the, the, there's one thing that rich people buy that the poor people do not. And when I say poor, I mean people that don't have money is um, PIPB. So PIPB is number one, uh, P is property. So some kind of like physical asset, right? P I I is, you know, they, they will invest in things, right? So what things investing? So they might invest in classic cars. They might, so they're basically investing things with intrinsic value, right? So intrinsic value is like, that's what Warren Buffett does. Intrinsic value of value investing, buying something that's undervalued that nobody else can see that you can see. That's why research is important. That's why for most people, they're not in the realm of creating this every single day, because I can tell you most people right now are in that whole aspect of just doing what everybody else is doing. 
but you put in the time, you get the effort. You put in the time, you get the results. And that's what it is. So multiple streams of income. So PIPB, right? So property, right? IP can also be intellectual property. Invest and look how much it costs to buy a McDonald's franchise. It's a half a million dollars. And it takes like, what, five years to break even? Don't quote me on those figures, but something like that, right? So you can invest in some intellectual property that's not even your property. It's somebody else's right? Like a franchise or a license that somebody else has spent all that work doing, all right? So you've got the I for intellectual property. And then you've got the other P for paper asset. So I know a lot of you on Clubhouse right now, you've probably heard a lot of people talking about NFTs, talking about crypto, talking about all these like things that is not real, but has value to it. A friend of mine and my, my, my wife and I was talking about this the other day, that one of the friends in 2018 bought a lot of Bitcoin, a lot of it. So what paper assets are you buying right now? What companies are you investing in? So I made a sizable investment and you know, I'll say this right now. And if it, if it does really well, I'll come back to this recording and say, this is, that's the investment I was talking about. And it's a pretty big one, right? So it could be a multi, multi, multi-billion dollar company. If it IPOs, we'll see, but I'll let you know. So you got to look at what paper assets you're investing, what companies you're investing in. And you know, when you're investing in companies, let me give you a little tip. You want to get in early stage, right? Or right before they go public or right before an IPO. So they, a lot of you are thinking, well, John, how, how on earth do I find these people? You got to get into an inner circle. And this is why, right? Number three of self-made millionaires comes into play, building those relationships, remember. Super key, right? So you got to start doing that, having multiple streams of income, right? So P-I-P-B. And the last one, B, is business. So early stage startups. Now, there are lots of websites you can go to. There are things like Kickstarter. There are things like Start Engine. There are things like AngelList. And a lot of you may or may not know this, but you know sometimes you've got to be an accredited investor to be able to buy into these things. That's, that means you have to have, what, 2.5 million of assets and 250,000 every single year, but most people are not in that position. So then what's your options? Your options are these three sites that I just mentioned. You can go there and you can see what great companies resonate with you, you know, and you also want to look at the founders, the performance, the story. And you, like, if you've got a couple of thousand to it, by the way, I'm not telling you to do this. I'm just saying these are some of the things that you can do because I know a lot of you are going to send me DMs and questions asking about this. Um, so it's, 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 it's knowing what businesses to invest in. You see, you can either become the entrepreneur or you can be the intrapreneur. Either you start your own business, you're working inside someone else's business, or you become the armchair entrepreneur where you literally invest in other people's businesses. And I can tell you that you should, first of all, do your one, but you should also leverage into others as well, which I think is super, super key, right? But again, a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people think, well, John, I don't have the ability to do that, right? So that's number nine. That's why these people are multimillionaires. They don't rely on one stream of income, right? Because look, how many people do you know during the pandemic, they lost a job, right? They got made redundant. I know a lot of people in the US, millions of people, and especially in the UK, not just people losing the jobs, people losing their businesses. So these are some things you got to think about. And the last one, number 10, this one is by far trumps every single point on here. Number 10, are you ready for it? Now, before I give you number 10, if you've enjoyed this, by the way, do me a favor, click on my face, Make sure that you are following me because I'm going to be doing more of these masterclass formats. Um, and also as well, make sure that you're following the Entrepreneur Millionaire Secrets Club. So above my head, you see a little greenhouse. Make sure you follow the club and I will invite you to become a member before Clubhouse starts monetization, right? And also as well, take a screen grab of this 
post it, uh, tag me on Instagram and tell me which one of these 10 do you do? I, I, I will resum- I'll summarize in a second, but tell me which one of these 10 that you do. And what I'll do, I'll pick one person and I'll reshare you to um, social media, right? So to, to 5 million followers. I have 5 million people that follow me. So I'll reshare one of you to my 5 million followers and on which one I think is great. Okay, cool. All right. Let me give you the last one. Now, let me summarize, first of all, all 10 and I'll get to the last one. So if you just join, we're talking about the 10 habits of self-made millionaires. I've covered nine of them already. Number one, getting educated. Two, 30 minutes of exercise every day. Three, building relationships. Four, being obsessed. Five, build it, see it, and dream it, and you will set it, you achieve it. Six, um, coach it, getting a coach and a mentor. Seven, not spending time, wasting time. Eight, getting early. Nine, having multiple streams of income. And number 10, the difference between the rich and the poor is the speed of implementation. Successful people implement things fast. They fail fast. They know what not to do. And then they know how to proceed further. People who procrastinate and people who do things, oh, but they're, and they're not using leverage. They try to do everything themselves. That's where you're going to fall down. Because people who work with teams go, hey, you know what? Here's the mindset. These 10 people are not as good as me at doing something. But you know what? If they can do something 70% of the time better than me, guess what? It's worth it because that way you can scale. Like it doesn't matter how great you are. Like let's say you're good at really good at sales, for example. You're trying to do all the sales. Like you got 100 people or like 50 people or 10 people. There's no way you can outsell them because just purely because of the hours. Now they may not be as good as you, but they'll definitely produce more results. So these are the 10 things. Number 10 is using leverage and the speed of implementation. I really hope that you got a lot of value from this. I really just want to thank all of you, by the way, for supporting me on Clubhouse. And, and you know, a lot of you are following me on Instagram as well. You know, I will continue to provide as much value as possible to you. I will run these masterclass sessions maybe two to three times a week. So make sure that you are clicking on my face and turning on bell notifications because you don't turn on bell notifications then you won't see these masterclasses come up so have an amazing rest of your night thank you so much for joining me it's john lee the author of business hack have a great night and bye for now bye bye